Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. So I know I've been gone for a while and I apologize for that really long break. My kids were home for three and a half weeks on winter break and I just couldn't get enough quiet time to sit down and get any podcasts done. But I'm back to answer some questions and after those, I'm gonna give a family update, including about our newest family member. So to get to the questions, Jennifer wrote in with two questions that I'll answer today. One about screen time and the other about working with kids on attention span. The first question Jennifer wrote, she said, thank you for all of your amazing knowledge, filling gaps in my knowledge I never knew I had and inspiring me to be a better parent. I have a 19 month old happy little firecracker who constantly needs stimulation. And I love that description, firecracker. I think that is so cute and so colorful. So Jennifer's first question is, I know you talk about screen time, but in the times where we need to give it, is TV or iPad or phone best? I was thinking iPad is good as they have control, but then TV makes them concentrate. So I wanna start with some basics of screen time and the research, and then you can just decide which you feel is like the best option in that given situation based on the information that I'm gonna go over here. So first, 
It isn't that screen time is terrible or that all screen time negatively affects development. The reason that many developmental organizations and experts recommend no screen time under the age of two is that study after study has shown that before this age, children cannot learn from a screen of any kind. They're just not going to absorb the information from a screen and learn and grow from that. So putting an 18-month-old in front of Sesame Street is not harmful, but it also won't yield any cognitive growth or learning of any kind. Now, because babies and young children learn best through play, it's not just cognitive play, but social, emotional skills, physical skills as well. They're building a lot of those physical skills too at this point. So screen time tends to take away that time that would otherwise be used for play and developing those skills. And hence the recommendation has been for years is little to no screen time up to the age of two. After two, toddlers still learn best through play, but they can also learn from a screen. So the recommendation then is less than two hours a day. Depending on the organization, it's an hour and a half to two hours max per day. And just to make sure that they're getting plenty of other interactive playtime. Now, I remember when my oldest was still an infant, I think he was about four months old, and he was a very high needs baby. Now, this meant if you put him down, he cried. It didn't matter. You put him down, he cried. He would not sit in a seat, wouldn't sit in a swing, wouldn't sit anywhere, lay anywhere without crying unless you were right there with him. I couldn't pee or even make a sandwich without him screaming his head off. He also was a terrible sleeper and I and my husband were both exhausted. So I needed to learn how to help him learn to sleep, but I couldn't put him down to read even a few pages of a book to learn how to help him sleep. So I remember putting him in front of the TV screen with a baby Einstein DVD with some classical music and these funky swirling things on the screen, at least that's my memory, and he was mesmerized by it. I felt guilty at first. He just sat there and stared at this screen. But I realized that this was the only way to get those 20 minutes I needed to skim the chapters in order to start making another area of our lives and his so much better. So the point is, if you need to put your under two-year-old in front of a screen to take a shower or make a meal or even just sit and stare at the wall just to re-energize enough to make it through the rest of the day, there really shouldn't be any guilt in that. Now, when it comes to tablets, the same thing. If this keeps your toddler busy while you get some much needed things done or for a break, do it. Don't feel guilty. Again, under two, don't expect any learning to take place, but just know it's a way of freeing you up for a short time and that's okay. Now, as far as warnings for screen time, there's two things to be mindful or careful about, and that is non-educational content. Even though they aren't learning before the age of two from educational or non-educational content, what studies have shown is that non-educational content that they watch that before the age of five or five and under, it tends to decrease their attention span later in life, so in the elementary school years. And then studies show that the more exposure that the child had before the age of five to non-educational content, the lower the attention span. Now, the reason for this, they think, is because non-educational content has faster cuts, faster edits, in the content, then the educational content tends to move slower, smoother, so that they actually have to focus longer on the educational content than the non-educational content. There, there are, it's not definitive, but this is what the theory is at this point. I also want to make sure, though, that I make it clear that studies are not showing a correlation between screen time and ADD or ADHD diagnoses. ADD 
is not only a decrease in attention. ADD has a lot more than a lack of ability to focus or pay attention for specific periods of time. So it is not affecting a later diagnosis for ADD or ADHD. There's, not, there's no correlation found so far for that. The warning for tablets is that too much time spent on tablets has been shown to affect fine motor development. So for the same reasons, the time on the tablet takes away from other activities and play that builds the fine motor skills, like building with blocks, building with Duplo, playing with um, Play-Doh or clay or things they can mold with their hands, that type of thing. Studies have shown that toddlers and preschoolers who spent a lot of time on tablets came to kindergarten with lower than average fine motor skill, which is so needed for them to start learning to write their letters. They want them to come in and have some good fine motor skills so that they're ready to start learning to write their letters and numbers. And teachers have had to use interventions to get these kids caught up with their peers. So if it's kept under two hours a day, this should not be a problem, but I like to make parents aware of what scientists are finding so they can decide how to best allocate the screen time for their family and their situations. So before the next question about how to improve attention span, I have a quick announcement, and that is that I have been invited to participate in a Peaceful Parenting Summit, which is free and it's all online. And I was really excited when Paula Catula, who is a licensed clinical social worker, invited me to join as one of 25 experts for this free online summit called Becoming a Peaceful Parent, Empower Yourself to Be Patient, present and loving with your kids. Now this summit is filled with accomplished, highly respected experts who will offer practical tools and strategies to help you create a loving connection with your child. Now one of these experts is one I greatly admire and I even reference his work in my tantrums class and that's Dan Siegel. So he is going to be a part of this summit as well. Now I'm gonna be talking about letting go of guilt and making time for self-care. I think we parents feel like if we aren't giving 100% or as close to as possible for our kids, with our kids, doing something for our kids, that we're not giving them our best. And it's simply not true. It's okay and it's important to put yourself first sometimes. And it makes us more patient, happier parents who are more available to our kids in a lot of ways. And it also teaches our kids several important lessons. So to tune in for free to hear Dan, myself, and over 20 other experts in the world of child development and parenting, you can go to the Your Village Facebook page and click on the announcement pinned to the top of the page or you can go directly to the page to sign up, which is http colon slash slash bit.ly. So this is a bit.ly address, bit.ly slash b as in boy, p, p. B for boy, p for parent, p for parent, which stands for becoming a peaceful parent. So bpp dash Aaron, my name, E-R-I-N. You can just come back later and write this down, but again, the URL http colon slash slash bit dot ly slash bpp b as in boy p as in parent p as in parent dash Aaron http colon slash slash bit dot ly slash bpp dash Aaron now, Paula is a licensed clinical social worker with 20 years of experience working with children and families. And when I first spoke with Paula, I immediately resonated with her because I could tell that she is passionate about supporting parents in this difficult journey of parenting, just like I am. Her intention is to serve parents who are ready to transform their relationships with themselves and their children, which is why she has put together this amazing free online summit. So we hope to see you there. 
To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home threads. Love where you live. So the next question, also from Jennifer, she asked, how do we improve attention span? We play with a toy once and get bored and moves to the next activity quickly. I am with her full concentration and I want her to know this skill for life. So this is another great question, and I love how Jennifer is really wanting to be very proactive in making sure her daughter has these life skills and wants to know what she can do along the way to facilitate this. So first, like anything else, attention span has an inborn or genetic component to it. So in the temperament class, I call it distractibility. Everyone is born with some level of ability to focus. Some are high and others are low. But your child can fall anywhere in between, of course. But even so, there's things we can do to help our children who are more distractible learn to increase their focus. They will likely not ever be hyper-focused without a real solid effort. But it won't be natural to them, but it can be learned. Those who are naturally highly focused won't really need our attention or intervention to increase their focus, obviously, but they actually may need our assistance to change tasks 
or to transition to a new task or to get up and take a break from a task. Now, the other thing is that infants and young toddlers are still really developing rapidly. The whole world is so new and incredibly inviting that you really won't know about your child's propensity for focus or distraction until they're closer to three and a half or four. Once they've developed enough cognitive, motor skill, and social skills to go deeper into their imaginative play, then you'll see just how focused or not your preschooler is on these tasks, their play tasks. Once your toddler, now preschooler, hits the age of three, this is when you can start to help her develop an increased attention span. You can do this by creating an environment that supports her going deeper into her play. You do this by limiting the amount of toys available at any one time. You want to keep it to two to three different sets of toys at a time. So things like building blocks, animal figurines, cars and trucks, trains, Duplo, farm sets, whatever toys you have that your child likes to play with. You want to keep it to two to three of those available at any one time. Then you'll rotate them out every two to three weeks. Now you don't have to take all two or three, rotate them out and put in two or new three. You could take out one and then rotate in one new one or take out two, rotate in two new ones and leave the other one that's been out already. So with fewer options, it means preschoolers will go deeper with less distraction. They'll go deeper into their play with that set of toys. By rotating, you then keep them fresh and create a whole new set of options for your child to play every two to three weeks. So one time she may have trains and animals and blocks. The next time, blocks and animals and cars, and the next maybe animals, cars, and Duplo. So you can see how this keeps the toys fresh and novel and a child can do something completely different with the blocks or cars or animals or whatever in the changing rotation. Use them in a completely new way. Also, choosing true toys or educational toys rather than passive toys. Passive toys are toys that make the movements and or sounds. Therefore, children are more passive when they use these toys because they're simply watching or observing the toy or playing with them to a much less degree. They get bored with these toys much more quickly. True or educational toys do less and so children do more. Therefore, they engage more in the play. For instance, if you have an animal figurine, and you have one cow that does the mooing and another cow that's silent, you want to just get the toys that are silent so that the kids can make the noises, they can make the animals talk, they can get into that play in a much deeper way than if they have these animal toys that already make noises for them. Now the class on educational toys goes a lot more in depth on different types of educational toys to help develop these cognitive skills in all kinds of different ways. They're broken out by age with printable lists for each age group and where to buy and also discusses the toy ratings and toy safety. So if you want to learn more about that, you can check it out on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the education section or the development section. Now, to get access to educational toys, kids and media, or any and all of the 50-plus classes for free for seven days, go to yourvillageonline.com slash free dash trial. Again, yourvillageonline.com slash free dash trial for your free seven-day access to all of the classes. So here's our family update, including the news about our newest family member. First winter break was just entirely too long. 
We did get in some fun family time and my kids have never seen snow, let alone play in it. So my goal was to get them to the snow this winter. Now I spent my teenage years in a suburb of Denver and the only skiing I ever did was in places like Breckenridge, Vail. So I'm a pretty big snow snob and I was not content to take them to our local mountains here. That snow is just usually not very good. So we went up to Mammoth Mountain and it was a it was good, but the powder wasn't great. I think it's a hit or miss, but they'd had big snow the week before, but it just had warmed up, and so it wasn't the greatest snow, but my kids didn't know the difference. We sledded one day, and then my husband took our youngest son snowboarding the next day, as he's been really bugging us about that for months to try it. He loves skateboarding. He's really good on a hoverboard. He's got really great balance. He's the one that does hip-hop dance, so he really wanted to try snowboarding, so that's what he did. I took the other two cross-country skiing since downhill skiing was just not my favorite. I can do it, but I don't love it. Um, And my daughter had zero interest in trying it, so I wanted her to do something she thought would be fun. And my older son felt like that was more for him also than the downhill skiing. So the three of us did that. We had a great time. My daughter absolutely loved it, way more than she expected. My older son liked it, but he wasn't thrilled. So in the afternoon, he hung out in the lodge after lunch while my daughter and I headed back out to hit the trails. And I did share some photos of that on my Instagram account at ironmom2020. So if you're curious, you can check those out. So our new family member is, of course, a puppy, the cutest little Rottweiler rescue puppy ever. Her name is Bambi and the rescue people named her and we loved it. So we kept it because I could just envision this big dog that she's going to be with this name Bambi. Now, I swore up and down after our dogs passed that we weren't going to get any more dogs for a while. I really wanted to simplify our lives, and so did my husband, but our oldest has been bugging us for another dog. I also, when I really sat down and thought about it, I realized that our only dog left is 14 years old. She's a big dog. She's a collie. She's a smooth collie. So she may not have a whole lot longer left. We'll be really lucky to get another year with her. So I just knew I couldn't leave the kids with no dogs to love once she passes away. And I've wanted a Roddy ever since I quote unquote read the Carl the dog books to my kids as toddlers. If you haven't seen them and you love dogs, check them out. So he's this Rottweiler that looks after the daughter in the family. And I think they're pencil drawings. There's very few words. The stories are told almost completely with pictures. In the first book, Carl the dog, he babysits her at home. In another book, he babysits her at the park along with a friend they meet up with who has a Rottweiler puppy. So he takes care of the puppy and the baby and it's really cute. And then in another one, he goes to daycare with her and he teaches and the teacher gets locked out of the classroom and Carl takes care of the entire classroom of kids. He plays games with them and he gets them their snack, cleans up afterwards. As silly as it sounds, and I know that was complete fantasy, ever since then, I've wanted a Carl. So when we decided to start looking for dogs, I started looking for a Rottweiler to rescue. Now, unfortunately, the older ones seem to have an issue with one or more of younger children, other dogs, or cats, and we have all three of these. And Rottweilers are very loyal family dogs, so when they aren't treated well and treated as part of the family, or they're passed around from home to home, they're left outside on chains or abused, they can develop behavioral problems due to anxiety and a lack of attachment, these attachment issues. So I decided that I needed to start trying to find a younger Rottweiler, and these two siblings showed up in my search. The girl puppy, Bambi, was still available. So I filled out the application. They came for the home visit, checked out our house. We were approved, and Bambi was ours. 
I didn't tell the kids she was coming. I left it as a surprise. They knew we were looking at her and hoping to get her, but they didn't know when she was coming. So when she showed up, I just put her down on the floor. This is my husband's idea. I put her down on the floor and let her walk into the room and see how long it took them to notice her walking around. And that was very, very cute. Actually, I'll put that video up on uh, my Instagram page as well. So now, not only do we have another dog, we have a puppy. She was only 10 weeks old when we got her a few weeks ago. So she's a younger puppy, but we love her to death. She is sweet and smart. And for the most part, she's actually very mellow. She is my shadow. She follows me everywhere. She's extremely attached to me, as is expected from a Rottweiler. And she is so cute. Every time we take her out, she gets so much attention. She loves to get a hold of anything she can and grab it and run away with it. And I put up a post with her pictures on my Instagram account also. So if you'd like to see a picture of Miss Bambi, actually it's several pictures, you can follow me at IronMom2020. She's also going to be my future running buddy. So once she's had all of her shots, I'm going to get her out more to do some short runs or some run walks to build up her endurance as she grows. So I actually wanted to do an episode over break about how much I'm realizing puppies are like babies or toddlers. And of course, there are many ways that they're very, very different. But when it comes to setting solid boundaries, there are a lot of similarities. And of course, she's also waking up in the middle of the night too. Now, at first it was twice, but now it's down to once. And then she does wake up pretty early every morning between five and six, ready to go. But that's actually been really good for me. And again, if you're interested in checking out the free Peaceful Parenting Conference coming up, you can go to the Your Village Facebook page and click on the post pinned to the top of the page to sign up. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week.